Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading Morning Star from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with 56, chapter 5, part 4, pages 122 through 124. On the Blessed Virgin Mary's love of God, the magnitude of graces received by the Blessed Virgin Mary bears witness to her perfect love of God, since the strength of love of the Most High is measured by the number of graces received from him. We know that from the moment of her conception, the Blessed Virgin was free from all stain of sin and full of grace, therefore possessing the gift of God's perfect love. Her love for God, supported by grace, steadily increased from the beginning of her life until its end, because she never committed even the smallest venial sin and performed good deeds with perfection. Like some rivers that start out uh, off as tiny streams, but strengthened with heavy rains and tributaries, spread out like a sea, so the Blessed Virgin Mary's love of God, which had filled her from the beginning, was growing, thanks to her countless graces, religious zeal, and inspirations. As a result, by the time she conceived the Son of God, this love had grown within her to be as vast as the sea. During the Savior's life on earth, Mary reached an even higher level of love that increased during the time of his ascension and until Mary's assumption. Her love reached then the highest possible level of perfection, difficult for the human mind to understand. St. Bernard wrote, the love of the Blessed Virgin Mary for Christ was like an arrow that not only pierced her heart, but also her entire being, so that no part of her was free of love. There are other testimonies of the Blessed Virgin Mary's great love for God. The greater is one's awareness of God's love and goodness. The greater is the gratitude for graces that he feels and loves him even more. Since the Blessed Virgin Mary, like no other mortal, was gifted with clear and supreme knowledge of God, and because God showered her, as no one else, with graces, for which she was eternally grateful, then her love for God had to be infinite and incomprehensible. Furthermore, by loving God, she loved her Son. For God, whom she loved, was her Son conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. Her maternal love for Jesus differed from her love for Christ as God. Maternal love is a natural love. She loved him as man because he was her son. The second kind of love was divine and supernatural, but they both supported and strengthened each other. For the stronger is the soul's love of God, the more this soul loves all that belongs to him. Therefore, because of her love of God, the Blessed Virgin Mary loved her Son, not only as God, but also as man, and her love was incomparably greater than a natural maternal love. Oh, with what flames and fires of love did the Immaculate Heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary burn! 
With what glorious and abundant radiance was she surrounded? Oh, what inconceivable sweetness of love penetrated all her senses! How many sighs escaped from her heart! What fonts of sweet tears bedewed her eyes! With what sublimity she repeated the words from the Song of Songs, My beloved is mine, and I am his. That's from the Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 16. This means he loves me and cares for me more than for others. Although he loves everyone, he loves me so much as if his entire love with which he embraces everybody was meant for me alone. I love him with the same kind of love. I am all his. I love, I live for him. Day and night, I direct to him all my thoughts and desires. This is the love that the Blessed Virgin Mary manifested as she responded to the angel's words, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. That's from Luke chapter 1, verse 38. By declaring to be the handmaid of the Lord, Mary demonstrated the deepest humility and surrender to the will of God, which was the result of her perfect love and obedience. Mary's song, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. That's from Luke chapter 1, verses 46 and 47 spoke of the kind of love. For if someone loves and worships another, he also proclaims his glory and gives him homage. As St. Bonaventure said, Mary's soul magnified God and rejoiced in him because she deeply loved him. That's from one of the works of Bonaventure. This love was the cause of her perfect fulfillment of God's counsels and commandments, for whoever loves God keeps his commandments, as Christ taught. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it, he it is who loves me. That's from John chapter 14, verse 21. The more one loves God, the better he keeps his commandments. Therefore, if the Blessed Virgin Mary loved God so much, she was able perfectly to keep his commandments and never to commit a single sin or transgression. Driven by God's love, the Blessed Virgin Mary endeavored to do good, achieving it with the highest perfection, because good deeds stem from love, which requires that both our intention and the will to do good be pleasing to God. Since the Blessed Virgin Mary's love was so great as to be nearly impossible to describe in words, therefore all her good deeds also had to be most perfect. On account of this gift of love, the Blessed Virgin Mary could patiently endure all the hardships and difficulties of life. Each of us gladly bears toils on behalf of what we love. That is why infinitely loving God the Blessed Virgin Mary desired to suffer for him. She gladly received the sufferings which God sent upon her, as if they were tokens of his kindness. This attitude was motivated by her special love of God. Hardships that Mary willingly accepted expressed not only her extraordinary love of God, 
but were also a sort of divine furnace where the fire of love burned ever stronger and expanded further, since crosses undertaken out of love for God increase this love, then how greatly should the love of the Blessed Virgin Mary have grown, since she suffered so much in her lifetime, starting with the birth of Christ until her own assumption. In this next section, Venerable Casimir speaks of Mary's love of God. Mary loved God so much. He poured out numerous graces upon her. Mary was full of grace and free of all stain of sin, uh, all the stain of original sin from the moment of her conception. This was an unmerited gift and a grace from God in light of her vocation as Jesus' mother. Mary possessed the gift of God's perfect love from the beginning. Sin and its consequences, like concupiscence, block our possession of God's perfect love. We look at God like a person who needs glasses. We can't see clearly. Mary's love for God grew as she went through her life. Mary's love for Christ is deeper uh, than we can ever imagine. Mary saw God more clearly because of her pure love, her pure heart. She knew how much she had to be grateful for. Venerable Casimir here differentiates between her maternal love for Jesus, her son, and her love for Christ as God, a divine and a supernatural love. Obviously, the two loves were related. At the Annunciation, Mary called herself the handmaid, demonstrating her humility. She was told that she would be the queen mother of the earth, and yet she called herself the Lord's slave. Mary wanted to surrender herself completely to God's will. Let us imitate her perfect love and her obedience to him. May our love of God help us to avoid sin. If you would like to receive a Venerable Servant of God Kazmir Vyshinsky prayer card, visit shopmercy.org. Now let's pray for his beatification and intercession. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, joy of the saints, make us glad by raising to the honors of the altar your faithful servant, Casimir, and grant us the zeal to imitate him on our way to holiness. Amen. O God, merciful Father, in the heart of your servant, Casimir, you aroused such a great zeal for accomplishing corporal and spiritual deeds of mercy. Deign to grant to us, through his intercession, the grace for which we implore you. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It is recommended that this prayer, recited for a particular intention, be complemented by confession and Holy Communion. Please send news about any cure or other graces received from God through the intercession of Father Kazimir Wyszynski, requests for biographies and prayers, as well as any other correspondence to the following address. Vice Postulator of the Marian Causes of Canonization Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception 2. Prospect Hill Road Stockbridge, Massachusetts, 01262 Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.